0: I y Dyma i'r Prif am
1: everybody, and welcome to the sitting of the Flannery. Uh, the first item on our agenda is questions to the First Minister this afternoon, and question one is Joyce Watson.
2: Uh, diolch uh, What assessment has the Welsh Government made of the UK Government's plans to abolish a commitment to protect child refugees in Europe? who are seeking to reunite with their family in the UK post-Brexit.
3: Thank the Member for that question. Last week, Welsh Ministers wrote to the Home Secretary supporting the retention of family family reunion rights for refugee children. I regret the UK Government's decision to abandon its previous commitments in this area and urge the House of Lords to support amendments which protect the rights of vulnerable children to a family life.
2: I thank you for that uh, answer, First Minister. Uh, But by dropping from the EU withdrawal bill uh, proposals to protect child refugees, Boris Johnson's government has clearly set out its stall. So my question is, how can we in Wales distance ourselves from a UK government that would abandon the most vulnerable children and betray Britain's proud humanitarian uh, tradition, the bill is now at the committee stage in the Lords this week and next week. So, will you and will Welsh Government lobby the Lords to restore the Dubs amendment, which would guarantee the right of unaccompanied child refugees to be reunited with their family members living in the UK after Brexit? Yeah,
3: yeah. Well, thank Joyce Watson for that <coughs> supplementary question, Llywyd. The Welsh Government welcomed the inclusion in the Withdrawal Act of 2018, Section 17, which was the result of cross-party uh, action on the floor of the House of Commons, which provided a legally binding commitment to negotiate the continuation of the current Dublin Three arrangements. Uh, that was deleted last week in the EU withdrawal bill. And it is absolutely right uh, that the Welsh Government work with others to see that commitment restored. Uh, Last week in the House of Lords, uh, my colleagues, the Deputy Minister for Equalities and the Council General were on two separate days uh, talking with peers who are interested to support amendments that we have uh, drafted, and there will be amendments in the House of Lords to protect these most vulnerable children. Uh, The Welsh Government believed that the previous arrangements did not go far Enough. At the very minimum, we need to secure the continuation of those protections that have been there in the past that the previous Conservative government was prepared to see put on the face of the 2018 uh, Act. Yesterday, in the House of Lords, uh, with Lord Callaghan said that the policy position of the UK government remained unchanged. In that case, why did they amend the bill? Why did they take away a commitment that they had already made, they ought to replace it and they ought to give security to some of the most vulnerable children we see in this country?
1: Darren Miller.
3: Deputy Presiding Officer, I'm
0: very disappointed to hear the scaremongering from your backbenchers and indeed from your government uh, today on this very important and very sensitive matter. As you've already quite clearly stated, the policy position of the UK government in respect of uh, child refugees uh, has not changed in the slightest and the UK Government still wants to maintain the commitment which it has previously given reiterated in the House of Commons uh, last week uh, as well. As you will know, the reason that the amendment was uh, voted down and the other amendments uh, to the withdrawal uh, agreement bill uh, were voted down was because, uh, frankly, to tack them on to that bill is insufficient regard to the importance of this policy and that's why the uk government has said let's address this separately in other ways rather than simply tacking it onto the end uh, of this bill do you regret the shroud waving from your backbenchers and the shroud waving from your government and will you acknowledge the very clear commitments which have been given by the government in terms of its stated policy
3: well, so if the member simply gets the facts of the matter completely wrong. It is not a matter of amendments being voted down. The amendment was the amendment his government made. His government in the 2018 Act included a legally binding commitment to negotiate the continuation of the Dublin III Arrangements. They took it out. That's the change. That's what we're concerned about. It's not amendments, it's the change that your government made and the amendments simply sought their amendments. The amendments in the Commons and the amendments in the Lords simply seek to restore the position that he And his colleagues here and his colleagues in Westminster were supporting just a month or two ago. It's indefensible. He knows it's it's indefensible. And he hasn't offered us even a smidgen of a defence this afternoon.
1: Neil McEvoy.
4: Will your government carry out an assessment of how vulnerable children are protected? or not protected in Wales today. Children living here. Because there are examples, and I'll give you you this, First Minister, where a child can allege abuse constantly, constantly, I don't know why you're shaking your head, First Minister, a child in Wales can allege abuse constantly, not be given an advocate. You can have a child with learning difficulties, not given an advocate, not taken to a place of safety, to be interviewed and then to be told off by police. What assessment, this is the question, what assessment will you do to ensure that our children living in Wales are protected?
3: So if uh, none of those points are relevant to the protection of child refugees, which is the subject of this question, the points the member makes are no doubt proper points and ones that he can pursue. But I don't think he should try to hijack a question that is about a very important matter, specifically about child refugees,
5: which I've attempted to answer this afternoon.
1: Mick Anthony.
5: First Minister, I grew up in a community of refugees post-war and to this day friends of mine who actually came over as children after the Second World War lived in displaced persons camps for periods. So what has happened is something that I personally feel incredibly distressing as to what has happened. Uh, We have commitments in any legislation we passed in respect of compliance with various conventions. UN Convention on the Rights of the Child, the 1951 Refugee Convention, the 1967 Protocol on Refugee Children, and of course the UN guidelines with specific rights in respect of refugee children. Will you give consideration to the fact that uh, if we were to give any consent to the current European Withdrawal Bill, without the commitments in respect of refugees, we might actually be uh, legislating in breach of our obligations under the Government of Wales Act? Well, uh,
3: certainly, uh, Llywyd, I will do that. Uh, This is one of those many instances in which the Bill currently before the House of Commons is a deterioration in the Bill that the current Prime Minister presented just shortly before the Christmas Uh, recess. They were happy to have this last year, why are they not happy to have it? This year uh, they should, they can put it right, they can put it right in the House of Lords and then all the difficulties that McAnthony rightly points to will have been addressed in the way that previous Conservative Prime Ministers and Conservative Members of Parliament were willing to support.
1: Question 2, Mike Hedges.
3: Will the First Minister make a statement on the teaching of basic first aid in schools? Uh, We encourage everyone to learn first aid. It's for schools to decide if and how best to provide first aid learning for their pupils. The statutory guidance that will surround the new curriculum will provide that learners should be able to respond to harmful situations and safely intervene when others' health is at risk.
0: Can I thank the First Minister for that response? I mean, there are certain life skills that all children should have when they leave school. Skills that will be more useful than a lot which is in the formal curriculum. Basic first aid including things such as stopping heavy bleeding, CPR, the Heimlich manoeuvre are basic basic life skills and may help someone save save a life. Does the First Minister agree that these need to be taught, either within school or outside of school, but they need to be taught so young, young children can actually save lives?
3: Well, can I uh, entirely agree with Mike Hedges about the importance of First Aid, about the, those aspects that he has drawn attention to uh, specifically? Wales is fortunate, Dipril with in having a vibrant third sector uh, in the health area, in which a range of opportunities exist for acquiring and practising skills in First Aid. The Curriculum for Wales Guidance, which was published uh, for feedback in April 2019, had a lot of comments uh, in from those uh, organisations in relation to it, and as a result, uh, CPR and first aid guidance will be strengthened, and it will involve the British Heart Foundation, uh, St John's Ambulance and the Red Cross, both in making sure that the right guidance is given to schools, and that there is a range of resources and lesson plans available so that practitioners can be confident in meeting exactly those needs to which Mike Hedges has referred.
6: Janet Bean Saunders. Thank you, Deputy Deputy Presiding (laughs) Officer. According to St John Cymru, less than one in ten people survive an out-of-hospital cardiac arrest, and nearly a third of UK adults would not have the confidence to intervene if they saw someone in need. Now, improved education of our youngsters is definitely the answer to this cardiac catastrophe. Children in England will be taught CPR and other life-saving skills from September 2020 and every local authority in Scotland has committed to teaching CPR. The new curriculum however does not make the teaching of first aid and life-saving skills compulsory. Yet according to the British Art Foundation nearly one in four could survive if all young people were trained. I appreciate that the Minister for Education wants to move away from prescribed subjects. However, will you allow an exception by making CPR training a compulsory part of the new curriculum?
3: The difficulty is, uh, as the member knows, that right around this chamber there are people who argue for a whole range of exceptions to be made. Uh, Everybody here will have an example of something that they think and believe passionately, should be made an exception to the rule in the way our curriculum is constructed. And once you you start to go down that route, the curriculum will stop being what we in this chamber have said we wanted to be purpose-led and in the hands of teachers when it comes to implementation. Uh, Of course, young people should be taught about these important things and can be within our schools. 99% of schools in Wales participate in the WASH network of healthy schools, with all that goes alongside that, including teaching young people about these things. But Mike Hedges made an important point in his supplementary question that opportunities for learning first aid don't simply exist in schools. There are many other ways in which people can learn these skills. Uh, I myself took part in a fantastic uh, scheme that Cardiff Medical school students are running here in Cardiff. They held a session over in the WMC here just before uh, Christmas, where any member uh, of the public could be trained in basic first aid to give them the confidence to intervene in the circumstances that Janet finch Thunders uh, has mentioned. And there is a broader set of actions that need to be taken to address, which, something which is, I absolutely agree, a very important issue here in Wales.
7: John Gwendolyn. Þú veitir að þegar ég er að segja að ég kent aðri en ég er að segja þeir en þegar ég er að segja að ég er að segja að ég er að segja að ar er að segja að ég 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 er að segja að well, modd edrych ar ddiwigio y rhan sy'n cael ei enwyn cynllunio eich Ac Fyddwn ni'n gofyn, a chi fodlon trafod Addysg, i weld oes rhan yna er fod cymorth yn mynd yn rhan o'r well,
3: uh, syniadau, uh, na. Os mae ffordd, gallu fod yn yn y ffordd ni'n datblygu pethau ac y cyngor ni'n rhoi uh, i'r bobl, wrth cwrs, sy'n, dwi'n fodlon i trafod hwnna ar uh, Gwynhiddor Dros uh, Addysg, ond yr egwyddor yw, fel ni wedi trafod, mwy nag unwaith a llawr y cynulliad yw, i creu curiculum newydd ble ni'n creu y uh, 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 pethau sylfaenol, ond ni'n rhoi y cyfru foldeb i'r diwylo ar athrawon yn y classroom.
1: We'll now turn to leaders' questions and the first uh, leader um, this afternoon is Lead Reply Cymru Adam
3: Price. Uh
8: First Minister, I'd like to start uh, by raising with you the, the case of uh, Peter Connolly, who died in what the Welsh Ambulance Service Trust, trust described as difficult and unacceptable circumstances. Uh, there had been an eight-hour delay in admitting Mr. Connolly to Wrexham uh, Myler Hospital. Following his death, uh, the senior coroner for North Wales issued a Regulation 28 report uh, on the prevention of unnecessary deaths. It was the thirteenth such report since 2014, which highlighted long waits outside hospitals in North Wales. The coroner concluded that unless working practices Uh, changed within the NHS in North Wales, it was inevitable that future deaths will occur, which might otherwise have been preventable. uh, uh, That report was issued at the end of last year. This year, already, uh, a further report, making the 14th in six years into the death of Samantha Brusas, identified failings in the transfer of care at Rexham Mylon. Despite suspected sepsis and being critically ill, she was held outside, outside the hospital in an ambulance for over two hours. As a consequence of the concerns raised by the Coroner about Petsy Cadwallader and the Wales Ambulance Trust, will the First Minister uh, undertake an urgent investigation to ensure that lives are not put at risk any further?
3: Well, Shall so any Coroner's uh, letter about the avoidance of future deaths is taken very seriously uh, in the Health Service, and certainly the Ambulance uh, Trust will have responded to previous such uh, advice and is currently responding to the example that uh, Adam Price referred to. The problem is not one that is soluble in the hands of the ambulance service alone, as those letters always make clear. It is a whole systems issue in which we have to be able to clear people through the whole system so that when the system comes under pressure, as it has over the last uh, few weeks, There is room at the front door because the emergency reception of patients is linked into the way that the whole system inside the hospital and outside the hospital too uh, is operating. Nobody wants to see people waiting in ambulances when they could be admitted into uh, our accident and emergency departments and treated uh, there. That is absolutely the view of the Welsh Ambulance Trust. They work very closely with health boards the health minister works with them both to try to create the conditions in which those sorts of delays can be avoided um
8: manshur vanorenjavn uh, na uh, 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 um, problem bod yna gynifer o achosion wedi bod uh, yng Ngogledd Cymru. Mae er, rai bod penodol, uh, yna rhesymau penodol sydd yn awgrymu bod y math y ffactorau cyffredinos i bydoli mewn um eraill wedi ach- a- achosi um, uh, nifer fawr iawn o achosion tragic. Now my um eisiau, uh, wrth capacity. Um, uh, sôn pob am lefel digynsael o, o bwysau, felly gadewch i ni edrych yn, yn fynylach ar hynny. Yn 2018, un rheswm ar am y bwysau ychwanegol bryd hynny oedd noro faires, ond mewn gerionedd roedd gystyngiad o 1 ar yn nifer yr achosion o gymharu ar bryd hynny. Llynedd y oedd ar fai, chi, ond roedd, roedd Ffliw wedi gadegarhreiddio fel mater o ddwyster isel am ran helaeth o'r tymor hynny. A hethen 2020, gan unig mewn geiaf mwyn, beth fydd y rheswm tro yma?
3: Well, Mae'n nifer o rheswmau. Roedd cwrs, di ddim yn cytuno o gwbl os oedd ar aelodd yn awgrymu tav y problemau am an- achos i anagodledd yng Nghymru ym mwyn a lle uh, the, the member, I think, misunderstands the nature of some of uh, the challenges, norovirus uh, in particular. It's not a matter of the overall level of norovirus, it is the fact that norovirus tends to be concentrated in particular places and then ends up, as it has in Glanquilly Hospital this year, for example with the closure of whole wards and inability, therefore, to admit patients. There may be a low level of norovirus overall, but it attacks particular places and causes particular impacts where it does. Uh, this year, there has been an early onset of flu. It may, be not, it may not be the most virulent strain of flu that we have faced in the last five years. But the fact that it has started <coughs> early means that there has been an earlier influx into emergency departments of people with flu-like symptoms. Particularly this year, uh, we face the fact that the number of very frail elderly people coming into emergency uh, departments have required a higher level of admission to emergency departments than previously. And this is partly, uh, with a reflection of the success of the way that things have been done in Wales. We have large numbers of elderly people still living in their own homes with very intensive packages of care from local authorities who in previous years would have been in residential uh, care. When they come into hospital it isn't a simple matter of simply plugging in one small extra service to allow them to go home. They are already receiving a very significant level of domiciliary care and putting a new package of care ready for them. Uh, is something that is complex and demanding amongst a whole range of services. And finally, we are still seeing this winter the impact of the changes to tax and pensions that has affected the ability of doctors to fill rotors and to carry out additional uh, sessions. 2,000 sessions in Wales cancelled in the run-up to the Christmas period, 15,000 patients affected by it, and that is still to be resolved. Nevertheless, uh, it's really important to say this, isn't it, that over the whole of the Christmas period, when there were 15,000 attendances every week at emergency departments, 10,000 calls to the ambulance service in Wales, 4,000 emergency admissions every week into our hospitals in Wales. Despite all those pressures, the health service goes on day in and day out responding to clinical need here uh, in Wales and patients in every part of Wales are grateful for, for the service that
8: they get and uh, 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 methiant adlewyr chi i am Ma, Mae'n mae wir eto bod dros 85% o'r gwlau uh, yn rhawn Si dros y troth o'i diogel i chi wedi gosod. pimp 125 o glavion, yn ddigon iach i adael un ysbytu yr wthnoswethau, ond ó dim gofel cymdeithasol ar ei cyfer, sydd yn wahanol iawn i'r darlun i chi newydd uh, cyflwyno. Um, Trân wedi dod iechyd. Saif plynydd yn ôl, fe ddwedwch chi bod problemau drws ffrant o ddefnyddio'r term i chi wedi defnyddio nawr, y gwasanaeth iechyd, yn wall oherwydd bod cleifion yn parhau i fod yn yr ysbytu er yn ddigon iach i adael. A- ar ôl amlygu'r broblem bro- yn y swydd flaenorol, pam i chi wedi methu a chael y llywodraeth i chi nawr yn arwain yw, yw datrys yn y swydd bresennol?
3: Well, a problem. Uh, the, have lot work, like, the, the two best years since figures have been recorded for delays transfers of care in the Welsh Health Service were 2017 and 2018. So we had fewer delayed transfers of care in those two years than at any time since those figures have been recorded and that is a huge tribute to the effort that our colleagues in social services departments have made, with extra funding through the ICF, with the work that's been done in the regional partnership uh, boards. And yes, it is a struggle for social services departments as well as the health service to deal with a sudden surge uh, in demand. But last week, when Howell VAR was under the pressure that it was under, it was because of the help that they received from social services departments in those areas that they were able to recover the position. so that by the end of last week, things were in a much better position. I was very grateful, Thawith, that I was in Cymardinshire uh, on Thursday with social services staff and able to thank them and the Plaid Cymru leader of that council for the enormous efforts that they had made that week to assist the health service and to make sure that as much as possible people who were fit to be discharged from hospital were being assisted by those local authority services. Thank
1: you. Change the Leader of the Opposition, Paul Davies. Yeah.
9: Uh, thank you, Deputy yes. Presiding Officer. Uh, First Minister, the Welsh Government's own latest figures have shown that more than 11,000 young people received counselling in 2017-2018. Indeed, more worryingly, figures from the charity Barnardo's Cymru have confirmed that the number of children it helped in the past year rose by 56%. In light of these very serious figures, can you tell us what immediate steps the Welsh Government is taking to address this problem and what new early intervention measures will be introduced to help reduce the number of children needing mental health support here in Wales? Uh,
3: Well, thank the member for an important uh, question. He will have seen that in the draft budget published on the 16th of December, there is a doubling of the budget uh, for mental health support in our schools here. Uh, In Wales, partly a response to the report of the health committee uh, published earlier in this assembly term. We want to make sure not only that we strengthen the counselling services that we currently provide but we extend the age range of them as well and we extend extend their availability down the age range so that it's available to young people uh, earlier in their school career and when it may be possible to intervene in a way that will prevent problems from developing uh, into the future. I think uh, I managed to quote some figures last week in the chamber that showed that 87% of those young people who received school counselling didn't require any further intervention. And I think that is a real endorsement of the strategy that right around this chamber members have advocated in relation to children's mental health that we get in early We aim to prevent, we don't draw uh, young people into the most serious part of the system when we're able to provide more mainstream, everyday services to which there is less stigma uh, attached and more effect in their lives.
9: I appreciate that response, uh, First Minister, because as you know, poor mental health can, of course, affect uh, anyone from any background and at any uh, age. Uh, indeed, one of the less discussed facets of mental health is in relation to the farming sector in uh, Wales. Sadly, agriculture carries one of the highest rates of suicide, and the remoteness of many farming communities mean they are often geographically distant from mainstream health services, which may limit their access to uh, support. Now, you may be aware of the outstanding work done by the DPJ Foundation, based in my own constituency, which is supporting those in rural communities by helping to break down that stigma you were just uh, talking about attached to mental health. And as well uh, as uh, doing that, they are also uh, running uh, a project called Share the Load, a 24 hour telephone and counselling service. Therefore, in light of the good work done by the DPJ Foundation and indeed others, can you tell us what your government is doing to support the delivery? Of more local, tailored uh, mental health support networks across the
3: country. Well, thank the member for that supplementary question. Again, dealing with a very important aspect of mental health. I was very pleased to uh, meet the founder of the DPJ uh, Foundation at the Pembrokeshire uh, Show, where I saw other colleagues uh, as well. And uh, Leslie Griffiths and I were able to open their office there at the Pembrokeshire Show and to hear from them about the fantastic work that they do and the Welsh Government has been pleased to support their work financially uh, as well because of course Paul Davis is right there are particular vulnerabilities in the farming uh, sector at different times we've had dedicated mental health helplines to assist the farming community going back as far as the foot and mouth uh, epidemic at the very start of this uh, of the start of devolution Uh, and so we continue to work and to invest in those specialist services uh, that are relevant in rural Wales. But Paul Davis is also right. There are other aspects of mental health where there are particular uh, needs. Veteran services, for example, where we know that we have to provide a mental health service that, as well as being uh, available to everybody, is skilled and able to respond to the particular sorts of mental health conditions that people who served in the armed forces are especially vulnerable to experiencing.
9: First Minister, of course, it's not just children and young people or indeed uh, farmers that are struggling to access appropriate uh, mental health services. We also know that depression is more common in older people than any other age group uh, as well. And sometimes they are not being recognised as they should, and therefore not being provided with the support that they uh, need. It is deeply worrying that people are not receiving some of the support that they need, and the Welsh Government of course needs to ensure that individual departments aren't actually working in silos uh, either, but rather under one coordinated umbrella. Moving forward, what assurances um, can you offer the people of Wales that these services will indeed be made available to anyone who needs it, regardless of age, geography or background? When when will you be confident that we'll actually start to to see these figures improve in the field of mental health
3: support in Wales? So can I just say to the member that that, that there is a a complexity, isn't there, in the figures, in that we want people to come forward. Uh, We encourage people not to feel uh, stigma. We encourage people to declare that they need help uh, with a mental health condition. And then the figures sometimes look as though demand has risen and is not being met. But in fact, it, it is partly a reflection of the success of the campaigns that have been led around this chamber over many years to try to make sure that people who need help with a mental health condition feel confident about presenting themselves uh, for it. And it's partly why in this assembly, in the third uh, term, the mental health measure was put on the statute book with the new primary care mental health service. And I think that has been a tremendous uh, success and a tribute to the work that was done in this assembly, because that is somewhere where We know that older people are more likely than any other part of the population to be in touch with their family doctor. Uh, Therefore the primary care mental health service ought to be the way in which older people who are suffering from loneliness, isolation and where that shades into a mental health condition like depression, that that is where that that is first recognised and a frontline service is able to be provided for them. The number of people getting help from the primary care mental health service has grown every single year and is now Uh, at its most successful, and yet waiting times for that service have been kept down through the extra investment that has been made uh, in mental health. It would be completely wrong for anybody to think of an older person who is depressed, that this is just something that older people have to put up with because it's part of the condition uh, of ageing. Those people need to feel as confident as anybody else that the services that are there are available to them too.
1: Leader of the Brexit Party, Mark Reckless.
10: First Minister, GDP declined by 0.3% in November, and I know you like to blame Brexit for any weakness in the economy. However, isn't it revealing that we've had some much stronger data since the election? For instance, the Halifax have reported that house prices rose by 4% to December. Deloitte, who surveyed companies' chief financial officers, between the 13th of December, which is, of course, the day after the election, and the 6th of January, Saw their business optimism balance rising from minus 35% to plus 45%. They say this constituted, and I quote, an unprecedented rise in business sentiment. First Minister, isn't it now evident that what was holding the economy back was not the prospect of Brexit, but the prospect of Corbyn? Uh, I don't
3: think that's uh, true for a moment. Uh... So if, look, I want the UK economy to be a success uh, because the Welsh economy will be a success mm. alongside it. So whether there uh, are signs that the economy is strengthening and recovering, then of course those are to be welcomed. Uh, but the signs are m- by no means all in one direction. Not only did GDP data show the U- UK economy growing by just 0.1%, it showed a 0.3% fall in both manufacturing and uh, in services. so I think the, the data on the UK economy is mixed. Where there are good signs, let's welcome them and hope that they can be used to go on creating a successful uh, economy. It's far, far too early to draw any conclusions about whether the signs that are there are things strengthening, will turn out to be the long- term trend. All the trends that we saw in GDP data yesterday, which some serious economists are suggesting are likely to see a formal recession in the UK economy in 2020, whether that turns out to be the truth. I thank the First Minister for his uh, considered and thoughtful
10: uh, response. First Minister, when I first asked you about the fall in stamp duty, uh, commercial uh, receipts following the introduction of land transaction tax. You said it was uh, too early to draw any conclusions. We now have the definitive data in Welsh Taxes Outlook from the Office of Budget Responsibility. And they say that your pre-announcing rates and thresholds for LTT uh, created challenges for their LTT forecasts. In particular, with your 6% super tax on commercial transactions over £1 million, they conclude that the final quarter's outturn for commercial SDLT paid to the UK government in Q1 2018 was £20 million, or 25% higher than they'd expected as transactions were brought forward to avoid Welsh LTT. They also say that in the first quarter of 2018... Property transactions generally rose by 50% relative to the first quarter of 2017 since forestalling was evident prior to the introduction of LTT. This included for higher value residential properties. Do you accept that pre-announcing those tax hikes was a mistake as it brought forward property purchases since people preferred to pay lower taxes to the UK Government than higher taxes to the Welsh Government?
3: Uh, no, I don't uh, accept for a moment that it was a mistake. Chloe. it was done for very good reasons and it was done particularly on the advice of the sector who needed to be able to plan for the changes, needed to be able to plan for the fact that these were taxes that were now being uh, discharged here in Wales, needed to make sure that they had plenty of time to be alert to any changes that this National Assembly would put on uh, the statute book. Forstalling was always going to be a phenomenon of moving from one system to another. It was absolutely a phenomenon of the Scottish uh, experience. There is a problem. The solution was not to delay announcing what we announced. The solution is for the UK Government to repay to us the windfall that they have now received. And we're in discussions with them about that because the rules of the fiscal framework are clear uh, that if there are unexpected uh, shifts of this sort and they can be attributed in the way that I agree, the Member is right in his attribution, uh, then that money should be paid back to the Welsh uh, coffers because that's where it belongs.
1: Thank you. Question three. Here you are Uncle
3: Davies. What assessment has the Welsh Government made of the impact of economic investment in Ogmore since 2016? Thank the Member for that. Amongst the many economic investments we've made in Ogmore are Sunday services and new rolling stock under my stake line, growth funding for businesses in in Menin and Pontaclean, supporting 30 apprenticeships at Sony in Pencoid and the revitalisation of Mystag Town Hall with £3.5 million worth of investment. I
11: thank the First Minister for that answer, but I'm going to ask him uh, if he could go even further looking forward. I just wonder whether he and his ministers in the Cabinet would be open to some ideas that the local authority is working on. So, for example, developing a bridge and transport hub along with re-regulation of the buses could actually get us to get the buses to go to the places of work at the time that we need them along the routes that we need them. Uh, Community and town centre investment in places like Ponte and and Moyle. Mixed-use redevelopment of empty sites such as the Ueni Road strategic site as well as Sarn and the empty Christie Tyler site. Enterprise hubs in the Three Valleys delivering jobs closer to home and further development of things such as the Cairo mine water geothermal scheme as well and also developing the Bringaru Country Park further than it is now as that gateway for adventure tourism not only into the Ogmore but into the Rhonda and the Avon valleys as well. Would he impress that, working with his ministers together across government, and would he like to come and visit us at any time that's convenient to him, so we can show him the potential of delivering jobs and prosperity
3: for all throughout our communities? Yeah. Uh, well, so, with, with the repertoire of ideas that we have just heard, it is no wonder, is it, that unemployment in the Ogmore constituency is at an all-time low, where active enterprises in the constituency are at an all-time high, and where the growth in earnings in the Ogmore constituency over the last decade has outstripped the growth, not just in Wales, but across the whole of the United Kingdom. It's fantastic to hear such a wealth of ideas that we as a government will want to take up across my ministerial uh, colleagues, and of course, I will be delighted to come to the constituency and to be with the member, seeing for myself the practical possibilities for even further improvement in the Ogmore economy.
12: Susie Uh, Davies. Well, of course Ogmore is in my region, so perhaps I can piggyback on the back of that invitation Hugh. thank you. Um, As we've heard before in the Chamber, of course, um, constituents in Ogmore as well as other parts of my region uh, will have worked at Ford and the supply chain companies who have uh, supported Ford. The Welsh Government committed to match fund the Cardiff Capital region £50,000 contribution to a seed fund uh, for Bridgend County Borough Council uh, to invest in initial uh, resources to help to develop some proposals to to mitigate the impact of those job losses and some of them may be uh, those that Hugh iranka Davis has just mentioned. Um, Have you had any indication yet from whether uh, uh, the council has had the full £100,000? How much of that has been invested in those priority areas um, of uh, clean energy, um, and the town centre improvements that we desperately need um, in other parts of uh, my region, actually. And is it clear that those are mitigating the impact of the Ford job losses, or are they more, more generally um, involved in improving local economy?
3: Oh, thanks, Susie Davis, uh, for that. Uh, so it, it is true that the Welsh Government has provided £50,000 to Bridgend County Borough Council to be matched by uh, the city deal. I, I don't, I'm afraid, have immediately in my head the projects that are being. Worked up as a result of that investment, but I do know that there is a list of projects that Welsh government officials and those in the Cardiff capital uh, region have been working on specifically in order to be able to use that investment. That is part, de uh, pulawid, of a far wider range of actions that the teams that are working on the future of people and places uh, in Bridgend uh, are invested in. The bringing of INIOS Uh, to Bridgend with the potential for jobs there in the future. The investment that the Welsh Government is making to make sure that that is the most attractive proposition that we can make. We are determined to go on working with all our partners, including the UK uh, Government, to make sure that we provide new economic opportunities for people who have lost their uh, jobs at Ford Bridgend and that Ogmo and the Bridgen constituency and the whole of the region that the member uh, represents goes on enjoying a successful economic future.
1: Question for Lynne Neagle.
13: Will the First Minister make a statement on the future of the Erasmus Plus programme? No,
3: thank Lynne Neagle for that. It is deeply disappointing that last week the new Conservative government defeated efforts to require UK participation in Erasmus Plus once, once the UK leaves the European Union. And this diploma is, despite consistent calls from both the Welsh and Scottish governments, for that participation to be guaranteed.
13: Um, thank you, First Minister, and I share that disappointment about the vote last week. I was an Erasmus student. I am um, from a working-class home, uh, f- with from one of Wales' most deprived communities, who had never even had a family holiday abroad was able to go and study at the University of Paris under the Erasmus programme and have always been grateful for that opportunity. Continued participation in Erasmus is not in any way incompatible with leaving the EU. Will you working with your education Minister, do everything you can to impress upon the UK Government the enormous benefits Erasmus plus brings to young people, especially our most disadvantaged young people, and do whatever you can to ensure that Wales can continue to play a full part in this life changing EU programme.
3: Well, can I thank the Member uh, for uh, that her, her individual uh, testimony is very powerful, and surely we ought all to be determined that young people in the future are not denied opportunities that have come the way of others as a result of participation in Erasmus and Erasmus+. Uh, Plus. And I know that the Education Minister, Kirsty Williams, has consistently argued in meetings with UK uh, ministers for the UK to continue to participate in it, because as Lynn Neagle uh, says, it's available to third uh, countries. There is nothing in leaving the European Union. That means we have to leave Erasmus uh, Plus. And Wales has been a huge beneficiary uh, of it. Over 14 million euros have come to Wales for Erasmus Plus, plus uh, projects between 2014 and 2018. And we had 13.6 million euros invested in giving young people those experiences last year uh, alone. And it's often not well understood, uh, Dipri Lowy, that as well as the sort of university experiences that Lynn uh, referred to, it's also now available for further education, for schools in adult education, and crucially for the sort of young people that Lynn Eagle referred to through the youth service uh, as well. And I too have had direct experience of taking groups of young people uh, to Europe under the Erasmus Plus scheme who would never, ever have had that opportunity were that funding not available uh, to them and it is such a shame that given an opportunity to guarantee that future participation last week the new Conservative Government turned its back on it.
8: Last, uh, after the vote you referred to on this uh, clause, uh, the Channel 4 News fact sheet website said that voting the clause down is not the same as scrapping UK involvement in the scheme, and the UK government made clear that the vote does not end or prevent the UK participating in Erasmus. Um, How therefore do you respond uh, to the statement by the uh, UK government that as we enter negotiations with the EU on the future relationship, we want to ensure the UK and European students can continue to benefit from each other's world leading education systems and that it is wrong to say that the vote by MPs last Wednesday means that the UK will quit the Erasmus scheme.
3: Well, if the the vote by MPs would have changed nothing, then why did his government defeat it? Because if their intention is that everything we have now should be continued into the future, they had a way to guarantee that that would happen. What, here's my fear. He asks me what I fear. Here's my fear. That when the UK government come to design their own system, it will be a slimmed-down system, it will be a less generous system, it will cut, cut, cut out of participation the sort of young people that Lynn Needle highlighted in her question there was a very simple direct unambiguous way in which the government could have sent its message about continuing participation in Erasmus Plus it could have allowed that amendment to go through last week it didn't and there must be a reason for that and the reason is that they don't intend to replace Erasmus on a like-for-like basis in future and young people in Wales will be worse off as a result.
14: I'd like to concur with some of the comments made previously that this is a, a, an amazing opportunity for many young people, not only academically but it can change their lives and the people they meet and the type of lifestyle they'll go on to lead in, in this country. And I do think that as a party of aspiration, I think that the Conservatives are taking the wrong stance here because if they believe that everybody should have the chance to study abroad, then they will deny potentially the chance of working class, middle class people and it will only be the rich that will be able to take part in these particular schemes and and that is an embarrassment uh, for them. I've heard and I've read the fact-checking uh, that they are looking, only looking to have a negotiation for the future of, of Erasmus uh, in any trade uh, negotiations in the future. It doesn't guarantee that we will stay within Erasmus. In that eventuality, what type of discussions are you having with um, the European Union? For example, if the Conservatives come up with this watered-down project that you have anticipated, what will you be able to do from a Welsh perspective in terms of an alternative plan. I know that you can't directly liaise um, because we're not a nation state in that regard to be able to have those conversations, but can we do it by institution or will that prove to be more difficult to do? Are there other options on the table, albeit the fact that we all want to fight for the current Erasmus programme? What other alternatives are you looking at at the moment as a government?
3: There will be other ways in which we can try and support the very important work that's carried out in Erasmus, through institution-to-institution links and so on. But the first thing, with we would need to do would be to secure the money for it. Because the money for Erasmus is not held in the Education Department at Westminster, it is held by the Treasury. And if the UK government chooses to spend less on Erasmus in the future, then they must give us the money that would... Previously, have been spent in Wales. That's what I believe was meant by the Conservative Party claim that Wales would not be a penny worse off, because we should have the money that is spent on Erasmus now, and if they won't spend it, they should give us the money so that we can create those opportunities for young people in Wales.
2: Mandy Jones, thank you, Deputy Chloe, First Minister many non-EU countries, as you well know, participate fully in Erasmus+, including Turkey. No one is arguing that UK students wouldn't actually enjoy the same educational and cultural opportunities as Turkish students would. The government doesn't need to bind itself by statute to negotiate this at all. Does the First Minister agree that this is an area both government and all political parties could be united on in the up-and-coming negotiations with the EU? Well, I certainly hope uh,
3: that the UK Government will negotiate an equivalent involvement in Erasmus+, as we have enjoyed up until now. And I agree with this point that Mandy Jones made. There is no reason why they couldn't, because a third country can have full participation in Erasmus plus. That's what I'm looking for from the UK government. Not some diluted, slimmed down, made at home version. I want Welsh young people to have exactly the same opportunities after we leave the European Union as they have had now. The rule book doesn't preclude that, and that's what they must secure.
1: Question five, John Griffiths.
3: Will the First Minister make a statement on
4: the Welsh Government's policy for economic development in Newport?
3: Uh, thanks, John Griffiths, for that. While real pressures are evident in long standing industries located in Newport, the National Development Framework identifies the city and its surroundings as a centre for future economic growth. The Welsh Government's policy is to support existing employment while growing those industries which offer jobs for the future.
4: I thank the First Minister for that. Newport does have great potential with its transport links, motorway, rail and port, and of course its geographical position between the economic powerhouses of Cardiff and Bristol. It also has a very resilient um, local population and workforce that have adapted to economic challenges over many years. We see the new industries, First Minister of Cybersecurity, computer software, the microchip industry and obviously we want to hang on to our existing jobs in in steel and elsewhere. Um, We have city centre regeneration on the back of the International Conference Centre and new hotels. Much is happening, much could happen and I very much back the South Wales Argus campaign to highlight these positives as we move forward. So how can Welsh Government best work with Newport City Council, the private sector, universities and others to structure and take forward and realise this potential for Newport and Wales.
3: Well I can thank John Gives uh, for that and absolutely to endorse uh, what he said about the positive future that is there for Newport and the enormous efforts that are being made across the public and private sectors in the city to create the sort of future that will offer prosperity to its citizens. The Welsh Government is already uh, investing in the National Cyber Security uh, Academy, making sure that we develop the next generation of work-ready cybersecurity experts. We're involved in the ONS data science campus, and that's a really big opportunity for Newport to make sure that it is at the forefront of the UK-wide public and private uh, effort to gain from the investment that is being made in data research. Uh, data science uh, research and Newport has so much uh, to offer in all of this. I'm just going to take two examples from a supplementary question that John Griffiths uh, offered. The commitment of its local workforce. When I with uh, the Minister for the Economy met with the full board uh, of CAF the train manufacturing uh, company, they said to me that they were hugely impressed by the quality and the commitment of the workforce that has been recruited to that new industry uh, in Newport. They'd come directly from uh, the factory, they'd spent the whole day there, and they said if they had one takeaway from their visit to Wales, it was about the quality of the people who they had been able to recruit to work uh, in that uh, industry. And in terms of connectivity, final point, uh, Llawydd, is that when I was in uh, Japan, uh, in late September of last year, and met a whole range of major uh, Japanese uh, companies. Many of them are attracted to investment in Newport and the south east of Wales because, from their point of view, being an hour and a half by train from London means you're practically on the doorstep, uh, and distances that seem long to us uh, to them. Uh, that was something that was absolutely on Newport's side.
1: Question six: Slavery.
3: Sodiad Llywodraeth Cymru yn y a prosesu bwyd. Uh, diolch i'r Llywodraeth Griffith. Dros saw tamor o'r Cynulliad, mae Llywodraeth Cymru wedi darparu i bydd soddiat sylweddol mewn prosesu bwyd fel o'r sector bwyd a diod. Rydym ni wedi bydd soddi 94 miliwn and Inion yn uniongyrchol mewn Dan gan cynnwys Sodi soddi cyfalaf, cymorth tecnolegol, technoleg, a Maeblygu profiil'r sector a llwywynn brau at y farthnad. Ni ni gyd yn ymwybodol iawn, wrth gws o yr effaithth y mae colli hyfenfa uh, Tomlinsons
15: wedi gael, uh, nid yn unig ar y clic o, o, o wethwr oedd yn gweithio, a wrth gws ond hefyd ar ddwy sin o ffernwyr. Uh, sydd yw'n ebu colledion eithriadol os sa bwynt uh, darparu llaeth on heb cael eu talu am danno fe, ac yn i all nawr o Price Wahouse Cooper, mae dim ondhyw dair liniiniog yn y bynt uh, y by ydd yes uh, uh, darparwyr llaeth yna yn ei gael mewn aliaden yn wir are oes unrhyw beth ar ôl hyd yn oed i gyflawni hynny. Ac i ni'n gweld, wrth gwrs, dro'r ôl tro, mae'r ffermwyr sydd arweilod y domen pa mae'n dod i sefyllfaoedd ar fathweilon. Yr un peth pan ath deri farmers o Britannol, wrth gwrs, i ddwylo'r gweinyddwyr. Mae'r gweinyddwyr i hunain a'r, hawliad, ar hawl cyntaf daliadau. Wedyn y bancie wedyn gweithwyr y cwmni ar ffermwyr sydd ola. Mae'n awgrym gwrs, wedi bod y dylid creu cronfa arbennig, lle mae'r proseswyr llaeth yn talu fewn iddo fe rhyw fath o gynllun y swiriant. Os liciwch chi, mae modd tynnu o ddiwrtho fe wedyn mewn sef y llawoedd, lle mae angen i golledu y cynnyrchwyr. Mae'r EHDB yn gweinyddu cronfa o'r fath o safbwynt cynnyrchwyr bwyd, grawn a chnydau. Felly gai ofyn ydy hwnna'n rhywbeth mae'r llwodraeth wedi edrych arno fe, neu'n barod yw ystyried ac yn fwy cyffredinol, Pága gam e chi yn i Cymryd i amddiffyn cynhyrchwyr rhag bod yn agored i sefyllfao'r fath y dyfodol?
3: Well, diolch i'r Llu ac oedd cwrs yn ymwybodol am yr effaith y mae'r Tomlinson's deiri wedi cael ar y sector yng Ngogledd Cymru. Dwi'n falch i ddweud beth ni wedi clywed yw bron pob un o'r bobl oedd yn gweithio yn Tomlinson's oedd yn eisiau ffeindio gwaith newydd wedi llwyddo. Uh, I wneud uh, hynny, a dwi'n gwybod oedd gweinidog dros uh, y sector wedi bod yn glir gyda'r swyddogion i roi blaenoriaeth i'r ffermwyr, pan oedden ni'n roi tal- taliadau farm payments uh, mas i bod yn glir iddyn nhw, i roi, roi rhywfath o blaenoriaeth uh, iddyn nhw. Uh, a dwi'n credu bron pob un o bobl wedi rhoi llaeth o flaen i Tomlinson's uh, wedi ffindio... A lle I roi, uh say a rich e roy uh sife. Uh my jobbody clue beth or Ry Lodbury Dwayne Ama Cronva a Surian to Canablan, I do ensure my heen vodlani travod, a possibility I'd I may get a soon. And
1: finally, question seven, Dawn
3: Bowden.
7: Uh would the First Minister make a statement on the economic importance of the defence manufacturing sector in the South Wales Valleys?
3: Uh, the sector is a significant employer in the South Wales Valleys. General Dynamics alone provides some 1,100 people with highly skilled and well-paid jobs at its sites in Oakdale and Merthyr Tydfil.
7: Thank you for that answer, First Minister. And in the case of uh, Merthyr Tydfil and, and Rumley, can I place on record the huge importance that I attach to the the jobs, the economic benefits and the profile that comes from uh, General Dynamics uh, Land Systems in the constituency. Indeed, I know such jobs are of great value across all of our uh, Valley's constituencies. So, would you confirm that the Welsh Government is doing all it can in support of General Dynamics Land Systems UK in winning the UK Multi-Role Vehicle Protected Group 2 programme? These types of investments are clearly strategic importance to the Welsh economy, and if successful, this will mean more well-paid, highly skilled jobs uh, delivering first rate, the, the first-rate Eagle 6x6 vehicle for the British Army. I'm sure you would agree with me that we must help them to achieve that.
3: Well, uh, thank the Member for that and for her very strong support for those companies in her constituency that make such an important contribution to the Welsh economy and are such a valued employer in her constituency and in others uh, as well. I know that she will be uh, pleased to know that the Minister for Economy and Transport visited the Merthyr facility last week uh, and was shown the Eagle vehicle at first hand, and as a result, has written to the Minister for Defence Procurement in the UK Government. uh, This week, supporting the UK Multi-Role Vehicle Protected Group 2 programme, and particularly emphasising the benefits that winning the contract will have on the South Wales Valleys uh, area and ensuring that those jobs that are so important in the Merthyr uh, constituency go on being supported by this Government and by the UK Government too.
1: Thank you very much, First Minister.